0: My name is Keith Stevens. I'm the co-men's director. My son and I, Conan, um, Conan Stevens. We uh, we have the privilege of of addressing the men, and, and we're really pretty excited about some of the things coming up uh, this year. Our game day this year, guys, for the first time, we're doing it at the campgrounds, uh, where the guys can all stay together in the same, you know, uh, cabin—not really cabin, but the rooms—the way they have them. Uh, we got a lot of great things. In fact, we've really looked this year at. Trying to get the pastors maybe to look at bringing some of their younger, and not necessarily younger, but more involved in activities, sports. Uh, I mean, we got all kinds of things going on this year. And some of you have heard of our top gun, which is pistol shoot. We've been doing that every year. We're moving that to game day, as well as top shot, which is the bow and arrow competition. Um, and, and we're going to be doing all that this year uh, in May. All right, we're good. May 13th and 14th. I can remember it because it's Friday the 13th, but that's going to be a good thing this year, all right? Uh, but we've got a lot of things planned. We've got a great evening planned uh, with a great speaker that I know is going to motivate and share and encourage. And even after we're done with the evening service, we're going to have bonfires built out on the property, and you can take your guys out and hang out with the guys uh, possibly around the bonfire. If you've got too large a group, split them up. Uh, there's just a whole lot of things going on, and, and you're going to... You, the pastors have already received the information. Uh, hopefully, if you haven't heard from them, you might uh, ask them a little more information on the, some of the things that's going on uh, with game day. We also have a softball tournament uh, that we're going to be doing in June. Uh, and in fact, we had just found out we have another tournament going on in Beaver Creek Logan in Park. Labor Day. Yep. So uh, a lot of things, a lot of reasons to get some guys together. Um, but you guys are here today for a little more of a different purpose. We're here today to look... And how we can start a youth ministry? Excuse me, a men's ministry. I was also a youth pastor for 20 years. I can't get by that too 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 readily. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do for me. I'm going to ask you if you would uh, to share some questions that you're hoping is going to be answered in this session today. So if you would just raise your hand, acknowledge and and what what do you what would you want to see accomplished here before we leave? And I just realized, neighbors of clock right there on the wall so i'm pretty good i just saw it but i but yes yeah we got them right here guys grab one of these as you're coming in uh sorry about that gary will get you hooked up and uh maybe if i moved him farther from the door <laughs> let's try that so you guys they can see them maybe when they come in and grab one all right so uh any thoughts or any questions that you you hope to be answered here today uh yes that the number of euthanasia are nothing. <laughs> I just, uh-oh. ...over the years, but they don't seem to last. So I'm looking for something that's going to have some light to it and be able to stand on the sun. We want some lasting... uh How can we phrase that? Just uh longevity. 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 That's a better, much better word. Of course, now, whether I can spell it or not, we'll see how... <laughs> Here we go. Longevity. That's pretty close. Yep. Something else. We're looking at how we can make this thing long with with longevity. Any other thoughts that you have that you hope? I'm yes. Here's what happened to the to uh, promise keepers. You know that was something that and I really thought a lot of uh, brotherhood. And yeah. I'm just kind of curious. What, you know why did it die out? It seems like it died out? Okay. So what happened uh, uh, to Promise Keepers? I don't know how many of you went to DC, but man, that, that was awesome. It was, it was powerful. Yes. No, I yeah, agree with what he said. Yeah, yeah. Any other, anything else? Because we're obviously going to share quite some material here, but as, we want to make sure we try to answer. Yes, Lloyd. Yep, 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 how to keep it going. Kind of goes back to longevity here, but uh, all right. What else we got? All right, guys, well, we're going to try to certainly answer some of these questions, or no, we're going to try to answer all of them, but we'll see see what we do here. But I do want to explain um, that... I think one of the reasons, one of the, uh, the blessings here of this thing like synergy is the ability to establish and strengthen some relationships. Guys, we've got a room full of men represented in different churches. Why would there not be a reason we could get some of these men together and maybe do some uh, fellowship and, and, and maybe even being able to call one another uh, if we have something going on uh, in a ministry or, or, or somebody to kind of mentor us uh, through these times. And um, I just want to encourage you, and I want to also encourage you that um, this session um, actually can be downloaded if you have an interest. All the sessions, let me just play it that way, can be downloaded um, at, at a later date. Uh, when you guys get back home, you can look back over if you've missed some sessions or if you had some thoughts on a session, uh, you can go ahead and download that and, and have that session right there with you. Okay, guys, we're going to jump into this here for a minute. Uh, let me just answer this number two real quick. I believe what we, we found out happened was they did all these major huge events that were awesome. But there was never any follow through on the local level. There was never any follow through on connecting men to men. That day, yes. But it's believed that this was one of, the, one of the weak points of promise keepers was somehow they didn't connect after the men left. They had that great day. And, know oh, it was powerful. How many of you have been to one of the Promise Keepers meetings? Wow, powerful or what? Yes, but, but, but that's believed was one of the reasons why it ended up um, uh, not continuing. Now, I'm sure there's probably other reasons as well, but that one right there makes a lot of sense. We need more than a one-time event, and that's what we're talking about here. We want something that's going to be uh, uh, with the longevity and something that once we get it going... That way, how do we possibly keep this thing going? So we're going to take a look at those things. I'd like for you to go ahead and open up, if you would, to that first page. And um, once again, the statistics here are amazing. If you win a child to Christ, you have a 3.5% chance to win the family. If you win a woman to Christ, you have a 17% chance of winning the family. But look at this, guys. If you win a man to Christ, 93% chance of that family coming to Christ. Why is it that we don't have more men's ministries anyway? You know what? Every church has children's ministry, youth ministry, and usually women's ministry. But we don't have men's ministry. Well, of course, one of the reasons for that, women love to get together. I mean, they go to the bathroom together. You know, We don't do that. And we're not going to do that. <laughs> and for us to gather together and to hang out and spend time, it, it's, it's not what we feel sometimes what we need but I'm telling you everybody needs friends everybody needs somebody to come alongside them in life and be there for them and this is what men's ministry can be so we got to figure out how can we make it that how can we touch the lives of men in our church well here's the first thing I want you to think about what what does your What does your church, what would be the personality? Because we got all these men represented from different communities, different churches. And I can almost guarantee you that not not two of you are alike. You all have the personality of your church. you got the communities. Some of you may be in in suburbs. Some of you may be rural. Some of you may be in city. Guys, there's different mentalities everywhere we go. People think differently. People are different. There's different interests. My church, I have a number of guys that love to hunt. I've got some guys that love to get into the uh, fantasy baseball and football. And, man, they get together as men and, 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 and they're you know doing these things. We've got guys that love sports. You know, we did a uh, uh, Super Bowl, which is a natural. I mean, come on. Super Bowl Sunday. And, and we invited, we had, I don't know, we had about somewhere around 20, 25 guys that came out uh, just to hang out. And you know what? Only four or five of them was from our church. So I mean something worked there. I'm thinking the light came up. If this is what it takes, if this is the kind of something like, that's what we have to do. So I want you to think with me for a moment. What does it look like in your mind? What would a men's ministry, if if you could say this is what I, I would want it to look like or what I think it should look like? I want you to think about that for a moment. What would what would that look like for you? And 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 if you if you think stop and think about the different men in your group, how can I reach them? What is the thing? And here's what I want to here's what here's what Let's just go to step one. I'm sorry, guys. I just go straight to step one. Who do you want to reach? Which group of men? The group of men in your church, the group of men in your community, the group of men where? Who do you want to reach? And I'm going to assume a little bit here that most of us are here because we want to reach the men in our church because it's got to start somewhere. But instead of looking outward, you need to look inward first. And you may just look at the guys that you have. Write your names down sometime and just think about them. Now, man, look, what kind of personality? Who's here? Who's there? And, and get to know who you have. And then I think the next step would be What kind of interest does my group have? What kind of interest? And you may even look at a couple guys and say, you know what? I believe this guy here could be a great leader. I believe this guy could come alongside me and help me make this happen. This is not a journey we take alone. Can't do it. It's just there's just too much. You can't do it. So you need to you need to begin to look and to pray. You're here because you have a heart for men. Or, you have your, or maybe you're seeking. God, is this something we need to do in our church? Is this something we need to, to, to turn to? So you're here for a purpose. So what you need to really, once again, I believe the first step is you need to recognize who you are and who you're going after. And if you're going after the men, let's start with the men of our church. Um, and let's start with the wives of our church where their men don't come. And list we, we've got a list. And, and pretty much probably everybody in here, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have men in your church. So they're there. How are we going to reach them? Well, that's what you need to decide. So I want you to think with me for a moment. In fact, if you would, you can even look to the back page here. Just write stuff on the back of the page for notes if you would like. But I want you right now in your own way, I want you to write some names down of men in your church that you could go after and maybe could come with you and talk with them and say, why don't we begin a men's ministry? Why don't we begin to do something? Then we're going to share what that can look like. But who are you going to start with? Think about it for right now. I'm I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Okay? 30 seconds. Just write some names down. may not work out. may work out. Maybe you can't think of anybody, But hopefully you'll come up with a name or two right there. Uh, maybe you don't even know their name. Maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, Brenda's husband. Uh, or maybe it's the, the child you know. His dad, her dad. Whoever it may be. Write something down. Think about it. In your church. I don't know how good these silences are on tape. So maybe you guys, let me, uh, let, let me just kind of keep maybe talking here. But I want you to, first of all, to write those names down. And I want you just to think on those for just a moment. Because we need to decide that. We need to figure that out uh, first. So you need to discover your reality is the phrase I'm looking for. What is your reality? Your reality may not be Hey, man, we're going to have 30 guys come to this first meeting. That may not be a reality for you. Your reality may be, you know what, if I get these two or three guys to come. Okay, that's your reality. So you need to think about that. What, what is that really? And how is that going to work for you with, with, um, on that? And then you need to also uh, really ask yourself, what can happen here with my men naturally? What can I do that's not just going to, whoa, man, I never thought of that one. But something that they just said, yeah, you know what, I like that. Let me just share a couple thoughts here for a moment. I think the first step you're going to have to do to get your men's ministry, let's, let's just build it from the ground up. You've got names. Now you've got people in your church. You're going to begin to think. You're going to put more thought in to what your reality is. But what you need to do to start out with, you need to give a personal invitation. And if you've got a large church and a lot of men, they somehow need to get a personal invitation. Don't just maybe start announcing it for the pulpit, everybody come. No, let's make it personal. Let's walk up to him and say, hey, man, you know what? We're going to plan. We've got some things going on here and plan. We'd love for you to come. In fact, you know what? Our first session, we want you guys to come. We want to see what you want to do. Let's see what we can do, man, to get a men's ministry going here. How about coming out and being a part of that? So you personally want to go and include these people. And once again, you've already decided uh, maybe even age group. Maybe, once again, you come from a church large enough, you need to have a target somewhere. I know um, I know uh, my, my son Conan, his church, you know, his church is a lot younger church than my church. I pastor, sorry, I was supposed to say that up front as well, but I pastor uh, Grace Fellowship in Canton, Ohio. Um, God placed us there almost 10 years ago this October and done some amazing things to build a church, just some amazing things. But it's God thing is what we call it around our place. Well, God wants to do something in your church. And once you men are here, I really believe he wants to do something through your men's ministry. Because let me ask you this, what group, what, what enemy would not love to have women and children on the front lines and the men in the back? And isn't this what happens spiritually in a lot of our churches? The men are not on the front lines. They're, they're behind. We've got the women and the children on the front lines. We've got their ministries going. Good things happening. And yet the men are sitting doing nothing. They need to be the spiritual leader in their home first, but also the spiritual leaders in our church. So once again, we're looking at targeting a group. I know my son's church, he's targeted around that 35-year-old. But he's got 20s, he's got 50s and 60s. What do we do with them? You invite them. We want them to come. But you've got to have a target somewhere. You've got to know where you're going. If you don't have a target and you shoot, <laughs> you're going to miss. Okay, There's nothing for you to aim at. So once again, you're going back to that thought of who I'm going to uh, uh, minister to and reach out to. So let's look at a couple ways of maybe um, inviting guys. Not only personally. How great would it be to send out a card or a letter? But just reminding them, maybe even after you've talked to them, or an invitation card. Maybe you could actually make up and, and, and make, it, make it, guys, look, if you're going to make it sound good, then you've got to make it good. Right. If you make it sound great and they show up and there's, nothing's organized or anything or nothing's going on, it's like, you know, whatever. But You know how it's like anything else. Why do you keep coming back to your church? Why are you faithful to your church? Because you receive something when you go to your church. And when the men come to an outing, you need to decide what it is you want them to receive. Do you, is it going to be just a fellowship group? Maybe all you're wanting to do is to connect the men. All right? Breakfast. Guys, anytime you have food, okay? we all know how that works. You invite them to a breakfast. In fact, but you get a little creative. And, 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 and uh, you know what? Maybe you've got a bunch of hunters in your church. You know how to get them there? Have a bacon and bullet breakfast. Okay? Bacon and bullets. Maybe you want to do an evening thing, all right? Let's have some beef and bullets, okay? Let's get creative with what we're going to invite them to. Hey, guys, you got to get here because we're having some beef and bullets, man. I want you guys to come with your stories. I want you guys to bring in your, de- bring in your deer head. Bring in that pig head. Bring it in here, guys, and let's look at it. Listen, you're going to bring guys into the group. Of course, our goal is, to, first of all, is to get them there, right? Then we've got to figure out the longevity. How do we keep them once we get them there? But once again, I believe with all my heart that some of these little ideas, as simple as that, and, and that you could give them a reason to come. But once again, what we want to look and go deeper in, first of all, how we get them there, who we're inviting, but then we've got to figure out, okay, now I've got them here. Let's plan something pretty special. Now, maybe some of you guys feel like, well, you know what, man, I'm just not that creative. And I'm one of the guys that's staying right here. You know what my gift is? I can recognize a good idea after somebody else comes up with it. Okay? I can say, I can make that happen. I can do that. I don't seem to come up with the great ideas as that often, but when I do find one, I can make it happen. So you need to, once again, you need to, and I'm going to give you some resources. There are some on here at the end that you could go and look at, and it gives you some excellent suggestions on, on how to continue and, and reach out to your men. Okay, now let's just say that you, you, you know your reality. You've chosen the guys, which is the men of your church, You've made the invitation. You went to them personally. You sent them a reminder later. Uh, maybe you even have, we got the phone tree at our church. We can call and just put groups in, uh, in the thing and make one call. And it, it could call all the youth. It could call all the men. It could call, uh, you know, all the, the entire church or whatever. Maybe you use that as a reminder. But once again, you've got to get them there. So now you're them. Now they're showing up. Now let's even back up. Why are they coming? Why are they coming? Let's, let's let's brainstorm on this just a little bit. You need to find out what their interests are, and once again, I'm going to share some examples here. But right off top of your head, can somebody just just speak out what what would be a, an interest in your group? Anybody think I got a lot of hunters? Hunters a good one. Golf. What is it? Golfers. There you go, man. Bowling. Hey, what was it? Bowling. Bowling. Hey, you got guys loving me. start their own. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, start a league. We just started one in our church. I've never done this before. In fact, I have, still haven't done it. I'm just being part of it. Somebody else did it. But we, got, we just put the word out, and we got our own bowling league just within our church. Well, they have four teams. But, guys, I didn't realize what a great time of fellowship this is. We sit, how, many, how many teams do you play against where the, the team you're trying to beat gives you a high five when you get a strike and stuff? Man, that was Christians. You know how they are. They just, they're just encouragers, man. They're exhorters. But you know what? If bowling is it, start you a league. And guys, it didn't cost us anything to start a league. And you know what we're paying? What is it? Uh, $6.75 a night per person. And that's three games in your shoes. Come on. Where else can you do that cheap? But guys, the connecting that happens. Now, that's fellowship. Don't think that's men's ministry. But let's look back, too. Now, fellowship is a good thing. I think it's part of men's ministry. It's fellowship. Yes? Keith, at one of the uh, co-ed softball teams I'm on, when we play, we always invite the other team to a dinner. I mean, we have, we have dinner for them on the field. Not on the field, but at the park that night. So, you know, one of the, well, we usually have two people each game plan to make enough dinner for everybody, for two teams. Well, I can see that. I can see that. Guys, what a great way to even, as, a, as a, I can be evangelistic. I can see that working into even an evangelism thing. But you see, that's what I'm talking about. That's different, kind of creative. But that's not rocket science. None of this stuff is rocket science. So whatever it may be, and once again, with the golf, you know, usually what? You can get at least four guys together uh, to go as a foursome. And uh, uh, you can do it all kinds of different ways. Of course, then have something after the the gathering, you know, one of our things is we do Top Gun on the state level, but I also do a Top Gun just for my church where we invite guys that love to shoot. In fact, we're getting ready to also start next year, uh, we're going to start shooting some uh, uh, clay pigeons and things that, uh, uh, to see if we can't even draw more men to come in uh, than we have in the past for for game day. What's that? Okay, buddy, that's what I'm talking about. But look, guys, hey, let's look down here for a moment at, at, at some ways now of interest to get the men to come. And 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 we can just go down the list. We're looking at cookouts, sports events, um, hiking, uh, hunting, fishing trips, bowling, golf, disc golf, fantasy football. Um, okay, and guys, that's just to kind of get you going and thinking on that. Uh, so, so let's just say this. We've got everything in order, at least to this point. Now we're going to invite them to the church for a cookout. Let's just go with a cookout. I'm going to invite them for a cookout, and and now you get them there. We have our cookout. We laugh. Might even have some cornhole games set up, or horseshoes, or or whatever you want to do. So we got the guys here. They finally came. And and if, if if the cookout didn't work, you only had a, didn't have the results you wanted. Don't quit. Go after. Try something else. Hey, let's go to an Indians game. Reds. I don't know what part of the state you're in. Let's go see a game. I'd say Browns, but. Okay, I'm not going to go there. We'll go with a we'll go with a chance where you might even have <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry guys. I got a lot of Brown buddies. I'm a Steelers fan and please don't judge me, okay? <laughs> Just in case. But guys, seriously, we got guys we can have fun with that. You? <laughs> well, I root for the Browns against everybody with them because I am from Northeast Ohio. But seriously, guys, you get them together for whatever reason. You can have fun with that stuff right there. You can have fun with, uh, uh, if you've got different guys in your group, some like the Bengals, some like the Browns or whatever they might like. We even got a Dallas fan in our church. I'm going, what? Okay. Uh, in fact, we even have a green bay. We just go all over the board. So what would happen? Invite the guys. Wear your jerseys, guys. We're going to root for our teams here this week. You know, We're going to have a little competition or whatever it may be. Give them a reason to want to come. And then when you get them there, you've got to have a plan. And one thing I really encourage you to do when you sit down and you got them uh, either before the meal, after the meal, whichever way you think you can reach them first before they get occupied with something else, start asking questions. Hey, guys, listen, man, we're serious about a men's ministry. You know, we'd like to get us guys together. Got such great guys here, man. And, uh, you know, and that's a great time to look at one of the guys that you may know pretty well. How many of you know that this guy here shot Shot, what, five or six deer this year. I mean, he had one of the best seasons he ever had. And everybody's going, whoa, yeah, okay. And, uh, and maybe you could even have, have all the guys sign something up when they first walk in and say something silly like, uh, tell us something that nobody knows about you. And maybe you could even get those cards, have them write them on cards. And, and when you get started, listen, this is just fun, right? You could just say, you could just say okay, who do you think this is? <laughs> and read off something silly that they've done. Now, guys, once again, this isn't rocket science. This isn't something that, 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 that'll push over the board. But it's something that when you get together, you'll laugh together and, and you'll look at things. And then what you need to do is start asking. Let me ask you right now in this room, and we'll write them down. What is it that you would like to see happen in men's ministry? Um, if you actually had a men's ministry and it was uh, right at the beginning, you want to get it started. Maybe some of you have done this. And you're asking the guys, guys, what are some things you would like to do? What are some things you think that would make you want to come back and be a part of this men's groups? Come on, what do you think? So, guys, help me out here. What would you think you personally? Don't think what well, maybe somebody else would. What would you do? I think we should teach the younger guys how to love their wives. Oh, guys, think about it. Yep, that's almost that's almost a mentoring thing, isn't it? Sure, mentoring young men on how to treat their wife and family. Yep. Their wife and family, sure. Guys, excellent, excellent. What, what's another thought? We had basic mechanics just a routine maintenance on the vehicle Okay, man, I'm, this isn't right, and I'm going to erase this after it's over. Right. But anyway, <laughs> sure, something like that, right there, with an interest. You got guys in your church that love cars, something like that. Maybe maybe you could even have a car show. If you got guys that love cars, wouldn't they come back for a car show? In fact, they could probably even help you plan it. They might even make it happen. Lloyd? That's what we're working on this year, is try to have a, a car show at right there at the church. Yeah. Along with a motorcycle. Rendezvous thing. There you go, man. The funds instead of a 50 50, you're going to uh, either Men's Ministry or Sunday ministry church. Sure. Big, big stuff. <laughs> so, how many of you guys realize, and once again, I don't have a lot of car guys in my church, so the car thing wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't work for me, right? But it might work for you. There's no one thing for me to stand up here and say, guys, if you do this, you will have a successful men's ministry. Because every one of you is different. In other words, if you do this right here, it'll happen. You, guys, there's, here's the bottom line. Nothing successful ever happens without a lot of hard work. Men's ministry is tough. I mean, it's tough because men really struggle sometimes. And men have a real hard time with uh, 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 commitments. They do. How do you get a man to commit long term? Well, you've got to keep bringing him back. You've got to keep bringing him back. So don't think that everything that we do, once again, has to be on the uh, sports side. The bottom line isn't... Let me ask you this. Would your bottom line in men's ministry be to help these men in their walk with God? What is your motive? What is your bottom line? Once again, we go back to that thought. What is your very reason to exist? Is it just so they'll come to church? Is it just so they'll show up for events? Or is your desire to see the men of your church grow spiritually? Now, I I'm not here to put a guilt trip, okay? I want you to think about it. Is that our ultimate goal? That every time we get our men together, we need to have some sort. Maybe, let me back up. Maybe not every time. Maybe sometimes on uh, uh, you get guys together and uh, you're just doing the uh, cookout and you're doing the uh, the cornhole and the horseshoes and the volleyball and and different things like that. Maybe you just on occasionally sometimes have nothing where you do nothing but hang out. Maybe if you go to that Indians game, don't have to make that spiritual. Does it always have to be spiritual? No, but it needs to be. You need to have a plan that when guys come. Uh, that they 'll have a reason uh, I mean that you can plant some seeds for God in what they 're doing, so I, I want you to really be encouraged by that and and there can be even multiple look, look here down here if you will uh, most men 's ministry perish on the back of good ideas right they 're mismanaged, and until we take time to be better managers and move ideas to scheduled events, they will continue to be just that good ideas. you guys going to walk out of here? Maybe not with a total plan, but I hope you're going to walk out of here with with looking at at what we can do maybe to at least begin and to start a men's ministry. Because the success is going to be actually, honestly, it's going to drop in the lap of those that's working and putting this thing together. But see, you covered in prayer. You seek God on these things. God, I don't want to start men's ministry just for the sake of a men's ministry. God, I want your direction. I want to touch these lives for your glory. Show me how to do that. And I really believe with all my heart that God to show up. But you've got to plan it, and you've got to make it happen. So my encouragement to you, once again, is that you will, you will not only plan these events when you talk to these guys, that you talk about the golf, and you talk about the bowling, and you talk about uh, the ball games, and you talk about the cookouts, and you, and you talk about all these things these guys get excited about, Now what are you going to do with that information? Somebody has to put it down and hand it out. Send it back on a letter. Go back personally. Say, hey, man, don't forget. You've got to decide how often you want to do this. Guys, there's a lot of work to this. Are you willing to step up? Because if you believe in men's ministry, you're the one that has to go after it. If God's laid it on your heart, don't have the attitude of, I can't believe, I can't get anybody to help me in this. Well, you know what? Maybe God didn't call the other person to do this. Maybe He called you. Maybe He wants you to do this. I encourage you to surround yourself. Get help and so on and so forth. But when you can't find it, and it, would God lay it on your heart if it wasn't for you? And you, let God minister through you to touch these lives. But once again, we have to put it down on paper, if you will, and put it on a calendar. I even put a calendar in here you guys can look at a little bit later. Just once again, just to give you some thoughts and ideas. uh, You can color code it. Uh, You can make some things that I would hope you guys would put, uh, uh, you know, Game Day Men's Ministry, Ohio Men's Ministry on your calendars. Encourage these guys to come. Guys, we're really excited about the one coming up. And, And I'm getting a lot of people real excited about having it at the campgrounds. I think because we get to hang out with the group the whole time instead of splitting up and going to motel rooms. No, now you get to hang out um, together. So I think it's going to be, that's going to be a, a real win if, if you will. So you've picked the ones you want to minister to. You've invited them to come to an outing, a cookout or something. And now that you got them there, you're asking them, what are some things you think would reach men, or you would like to do? And once again, you're going to know your group. Your first meeting may be maybe be four or five born again believers that been in the church their whole life, and 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 they they want to do something too. They folks every 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 man, every man needs a challenge. Every man needs needs to feel um, uh, appreciated. Needs to feel like they're doing something worthwhile. Give them something worthwhile. Give them a ministry like men's. Instead of just jumping in and going, you know, we've got to do this by such and such a date. Don't do that. Go in and let God work it out. And you plan it and plan it. And then when it's time, you take that very first opportunity of launching that men's ministry. And as you launch it and you got ideas and thoughts, make it happen. Make it happen. It's a great idea. The calendar. Simple as that is. Do you think of this? Okay, maybe not. No, maybe not. Hey, I recognize good ideas, remember? <laughs> I saw that and I thought, that really is a great idea, you know? Uh, even to color code it like that for the men. But, but listen, men, men don't remember stuff, okay? It seems like to me, as a rule, you've got to remind them, you've got to stay after them. If you feel like, well, I ain't going after these guys, if they ain't mature enough to show up, in a, you know, wrong spirit, wrong attitude. You've got to help these guys. Even the born-again believers. And you know what else will happen? You'll have guys that you'll, you'll believe with all your heart up front. Oh, this guy's going to come around this, man. This guy's going to make it happen. And he shows up half the time. And, and he really hasn't helped. Don't be discouraged for that. You just picked the wrong guy. You, live, you know, <laughs> as a pastor, we try not to pick the wrong people. We want to put the right people in the right positions. But I hasn't always happened in my ministry. Brother Missouri, I just figured out, I'll be now full-time ministry for 44 years. Brother Missouri was one of my professors in, in college, and I'm thinking, wow. You know, here I sit with one of my professors. I guarantee you, back when I was 18, 19 years old in his class, he did not foresee this. Okay, Who knew what God had planned for us, you know? But it was a God thing. But I thank God that he poured into my life. And you know what? We need to pour into the life of the men of our church. Guys, give them your time. And and you may say, well, no, wait a minute, I haven't got that much time. No, you you need to pray about this. You're here for a purpose. Folks, I I believe in divine appointments. I do. And I believe if nothing else today, if we just did nothing but just spark an interest, the interest is already there, you wouldn't be here. But if we could spark it for you to begin to think and to begin to put it down on paper and to begin to actually walk through a process on this, I just believe it would be an awesome thing. And if you would, let me just read this this thought. Let me state it emphatically that men's fellowship is not men's ministry. I said that earlier. But it's important to connect men together. But men's fellowship is, is only the bait to catch the fish and forge the connections. It's been said that the church is a mile wide and an inch deep. Could this be because we've lost the valuable art of connecting with men? So how do we do that? Once again, we go back to thoughts like this. So the first step in developing that well-rounded ministry, connect men to men. Guys, you know what? If you've got a guy that, that you know the wife and she said something about, uh, let me tell you what happened. Just, just about two years ago now, maybe three, we had top gun in our church, which is just a pistol competition. Guys, bring your pistols out. We're going to compete 50 feet, one-handed. If you're off this much here, you're off this much when you get back on 50 feet. So we're out here. A lady in our church tried to get her husband to come. He would not come to church. I don't want to go around that church. Our church is full of hypocrites. But he loved to shoot. So what did he do? He showed up one time for a shoot and shot with us. And we went back to the church and we had some chili and, I don't know, some, some food going on. And this man walks up to me at the end of that day. And he goes, Pastor Stevens? you Christians are like, you're like real people. I go, what? (laughs) I was like, what? He said, I I mean it. He said, I've always thought Christians were up here, you know, and all this stuff. You know, that man started coming to church and gave his life to Christ. And within a few months after he gave his life to Christ, he was diagnosed with cancer. And, and, And actually, he lived about another six or eight months. But was that not a God thing? And it was something as simple as shooting a gun. You see, it's not so much what it is, but how do we know the contact? We talked to the wife. And the wife said, and in passing, she said, I wish my husband would come back. He loves to shoot guns. And the radar just said, huh? What was that? He likes to shoot guns. Well, let's invite him. And he came. And he gave his life to Christ. How awesome is that? Something that's Seventeen a, years of, of working with this guy and, and him just fighting us to the nail. And anytime anything went wrong, he pulled his wife out of the church. The end result was is that the day he walked down the aisle, aisles and gave his heart to the Lord. The church just boy, just, just blew it up. Yeah. See, God, that's a God thing. It's a God thing. Guess what God will do? This is what we're trying to figure out. Is this is what we're trying to say? How can we make things like this work? Well, I want you to think about something for me. Let me share another statistic with you. Statistics tell us that men who connect to other men within the church are 60% less likely to leave the church. So we must become innovative in finding opportunities to connect the men to our church. So right now we've really been talking about connecting the men that we have. I want you to take a look for a minute and let's look about maybe men in the community. We want this to be an outreach. I'm I'm sure we do. We want to reach all the men that we can. But what about the men who have yet to attend our churches? I think it's imperative that we create as many, listen to this phrase, soft entry points. Ways to get them to come through the the beef and bullet. They're coming for a wild meat feast. Hey, I know your husband's a hunter. Tell him... And you said he went elk hunting in Colorado. Tell him to bring some of his elk meat, and we're going to have a a, a meat and bullet uh, gathering. Tell him to bring out, bring out. Did, did he did he save the rack on that thing? Um, yes, he did. Tell him to bring it. I guarantee you that man's going to show up to show off. Okay, he's going to show up to say, "Yeah, guys, look at this." And 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 you know what? And all these guys are going to go around going, whoa, man, look at the size of that. You know, this elk meat's pretty good. Tastes like chicken. Okay, we're not going to go there. Maybe that's everything tastes like chicken. But anyway, it's good stuff. You know, it's good stuff. So what have we done once again? We've tried, That was a, is that not a soft point entry? The golf would be a soft point entry. The bowling would be a soft point, non-threatening event and activity. And it will begin to connect men and create multiple access points into the life of the church. Let me tell you what the old philosophy of men's ministry is, if you're following me on page four. For many years, the church has operated with the philosophy that once a man believes in Christ, he must then change his behavior in order to belong to our group. What if you get a man that never attended church in his life, and he comes in, and he has a smoking problem. He gives his life to Christ, but he's having a real struggle giving up his cigarettes. And let me tell you, back in my days, raising old time, Pentecost, he never got saved in the first place, or, you know, he wouldn't be doing that. Or if he, if, you, know, you know, and really and truly, I've even known of people that would ask him, not you know, act, I even heard one lady ask them to leave, ask them to leave, and because I mean, not come back to church until he got it right with God. But guys, that's the old philosophy. But let's take a look at the new philosophy for a moment, guys. Things have changed. Has anybody noticed a change from when you was a kid to now? Oh my goodness! Today's culture, men have isolated themselves. They have. They're not likely to believe unless they first find a sense of belonging. And Jesus was willing to eat with the sinners in order to illustrate his philosophy. Once a man feels a sense of acceptance and belonging, he will then consider believing. So the behavioral change will come as he walks out his faith with another. Men, once again, don't stop and realize they need somebody to counsel, somebody to, to, to bounce things off of, somebody that, that would have an understanding for them. So I want you to really think about ways that we can make that relational. Today, I don't know about you as a pastor, I give altar calls all the time and can't get hardly anybody to ever come down the altars. Back in my day, the service always ended with an altar service. We had an altar service where we come around. Some of you guys are too young. Some of you may remember those. I had a lady in my church just last week come to me and say, Pastor, why do you keep asking us to come down to the altar?" I went down to the altar and gave my life to Jesus. Why do I need to come back? And I'm going, where have I missed something? You know, why, why is this the first time I'm hearing this? You know, and this lady's been coming to my church now for years. But she was Catholic. And she came to church and, and, and gave her life to Christ. And, and she thought, well, I'm, I'm good. And then we're trying to tell her, well, there's a whole lot more where that came from, okay? There's a whole lot more. But she really, sincerely had no idea. But now that we're relational, we can talk about those things. And when we talked about them, she goes, and I explained to her how we would come down and seek the Lord and worship Him and pray together the awesomeness of corporate prayer and our seeking God, and God will speak to our life. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> And we that have been raised in church is almost like, I can't believe somebody would not know why we wouldn't ask them to come down and pray. Well, there's a lot of men and women that don't have a clue about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And guys, when you walk up to them today, the way our society has made us, the way Hollywood has made Christians, they think we're a bunch of fruit Loops, don't they? They think we've got the sign on us that says, the end is near, <laughs> and we're walking up and down the sidewalks, Right? They look at us that way. But what did that man say to me? You, you Christians are like real people. What? Why would anybody say that? Because nobody's ever come alongside the man that was a Christian, that he could see that Christians are real people. And isn't this our desire? Isn't this our goal? Is to bring people in so we can come alongside them. Many of you may remember last year, if any of you was in the class, or maybe even last yeah, last year I shared a thought with what you called Project 13. And I think we got a little ahead of ourselves in our, my son and I, in our, in our anxiousness to help groups get going. But let me tell you what we're doing. Right now, we, our, our reps are being trained to help you start a men's ministry in your area. Whatever area of the state you're in, right now we've got uh, eight reps. We've got eight of the areas covered. I think there's 13 of them so we're still looking to put men uh, uh, men's leaders in those areas but what we're training these guys and teaching them in fact right now guys and once again this got a little ahead of us here um, uh, synergy when the invitation came we, we were working on it but we haven't completed it but we're actually looking at a at a structure that's similar to what we're sharing right here where we just start by very ground level and who do we target what really is our reason for being and we're looking at these things and we take it one step at a time and then when we get to the place where hopefully we're finding men that are opening up and needing some maybe even some counseling can I tell you from a pastor's perspective I'm really busy I have so much on my plate and and to add even more things uh, but now once again Something as important as counseling and talking and exhorting and encouraging somebody that needs to hear about Jesus. Someone that needs encouragement. But what we're going to do and what we're in the process of training our leaders is to help you take it to the next level. And this is where Project 13 came in. Where God took, you know, there was 13, his 12 disciples and him went into the world at that time and did pretty awesome things as they touched people's lives. So the pastor becomes, if you remember the terminology, he's the he's the white hat, okay? He's the he's he's the the the, the CEO. There's your pastor. But then the pastor is going to have under him what we called the blue hats, and uh, help me out in construction. Is blue hat or yellow hat? Isn't yellow the the cold? Work, I mean the workers and blues the foreman. Is that how it works? I've been out of that for too many years. But the blue hat. Okay, the blue hat. Now, say, say what happens is that uh, the pastor has uh, a couple guys in the ministry that comes alongside him. And he looks at these and, okay, guys, I'm going to pour into you guys. I can't reach all the men out there that's in your group. But I can reach you and begin to teach and to share this is how you counsel. This is how you keep them uh, accountable, that you call them. And, And we've got information and things that we can put in your hands that will show you how to do that. We'll actually give you questions to ask. We're not asking you to go to college and become a psychiatrist or psychologist. We're not doing that. We're saying, hey, come alongside these men and love them. Come alongside men and be their friend. And when they're hurting, encourage them. Pray for them. Check up on them and touch their lives. God, this is our ultimate goal, isn't it? To get to a man to a place. And we had another man in our church that that was so difficult. Um, In fact, Dave, you know him, Jeff. Jeff came to church because his wife made him. I'm not sure exactly. Well, I do know how that works sometimes. But she came because she made him. And he sat there for weeks. Turned into months. Nothing. And then one day, this guy's got, he shaves his head. He's got tattoos all over his head. Got him all over his arm. And, and, and he looks like somebody you probably wouldn't make eye contact with. <laughs> how, if you're in a dark alley or something. I don't know, man. He looked like a pretty rough character. But he comes up to me one Sunday on the way out. I'm still a little old-fashioned. I still shake hands with people when they come out and tell them how great it was to see him. And, and he's coming out and he goes, he goes, Pastor, he goes, oh, you got me, man. You really got me today. And he's doing this, you got me. I said, Phew. I said, well, hey, I didn't get you. Holy Spirit got you. He said, I tell you what, man, I, I, I'm going to ask Jesus into my life. He said, for us to set up a time sometime. I go, oh, step back here right now and ask him into your life. And this guy just stopped and he goes, oh, right now? I go, right now. And he goes, oh, oh come on. I go, okay. And we took him back there and we prayed for him. I want to tell you, that guy's been now in the church, I guess it's almost been two years. But I meet with him almost every single Thursday and have lunch with him during his lunch break to mentor him, Amen. to encourage him. I don't want him to get saved, sit there, and disappear. No, man. And you know what? Guys, this touches my heart. Now, this guy loves WWF, Is it? I can't remember. They changed it. But the wrestling, right? Even though he says, hey, Pastor, I know it's not real, but I love it. I love it. So what he do, his wife said they were talking with their kids, and he says, hey, I bet I know who your hero is. He loves The Undertaker. So anyway, he goes, I bet your hero is the undertaker. He goes, No, no. He said, My hero is, is Pastor Keith. And it was like, What? All I'm doing is hanging out with this guy on a Thursday and trying to encourage him. I ask him every week, I said, What'd you do? What'd you do to love your wife this week? What'd you do to encourage your kids? And then he'll tell me, Oh, the kids did this and this. I said, and you went after them, telling them it was wrong what they did. How about going after him and telling him that it displeases, it hurts Jesus when they do these things that aren't right. Not just because what you did was wrong, it was wrong, but you also, you know, Jesus knew you did wrong. And he looked at me and goes, I never thought of that. And he told me a week or two later, he said, you know, I was talking to my boys and you know what? I, I really think it got through to them when I told them about Jesus. Rather than just telling them what you're doing is wrong, tell them why it's wrong. Now, once again, how simple is that? But it's, it's touched a man's life that now actually has a wife and kids that, that has the direction God wants them to have. Guys, it's an awesome thing. And once again, guys, I don't say, oh, look what Keith did. All I was doing was just just taking time. And spending with them. So if you're if you if you really considering men's ministry, and want again, continue it. And this is where the longevity comes in. Let's spend the last few minutes here on the longevity part. How can we keep it going? One thing is you've got to stay in tune with your guys. You've got to keep listening to what they what they think and what they want to do. I had one guy. We did a connect group. We call it, which is a small group with just men, and we did Wild at Heart, which was a you know, it was just a real challenge for him, and really encouraged him. And and what we did was, one guy said at the end, uh, a young man named Isaac. Isaac says, "So guys, what, what what do you need from the church? How can we how can we better minister to you guys?" And then a young guy, probably in his he's probably in his thirties now, but he said, "I don't have any friends. I have nobody to hang out with." I would just love to have somebody that, I, that would call me on occasions, somebody that I could call and maybe just share some stuff. He said, I just, there's just nobody that I, I just don't have anybody. What was, what was coming from this man's heart? What was he really saying here? He, he's saying what we believe to be true. Every man needs friends, not just men. We need friends. We need people to come around us. We need somebody that we can talk to. I believe this is where longevity comes from, when you get to the place where you build the community. And the only way to do that, you've got to start somewhere, so you start by getting them together, then you start by planning some things that when they are together, how can we help these guys become better friends? I'm telling you, when when you do sports and activities together, and you're on a team with somebody else, there's a little camaraderie going on there. You both are trying to win. You're working together. And when it's over, if you guys get together, give high fives, man. Say, how great was that? You know, how cool was that? And, and, and then, and then it, as, they, as that continues to grow, that relationship continues to grow. And, of course, we need to, we need to talk to our Christians in the group that we know as good, solid Christians. What if they adopted one of the guys? And I, You know what I mean by that. What if they would just come alongside the guy, call him every once in a while? And remind them, let him call and remind you, hey, we got a men's meeting next week, man. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. Hey, it's going to be great. Come on out and be a part of that. You know what, guys? It's, it's, it's a team effort. You can't do it by yourself. You've got to surround yourself with some guys. You say, but I don't have any. Pray amen. You train them. You think, God won't, you think God won't let this ministry work? You think God is going to let you fail? He wants you to win, doesn't he? But you have to determine because it's work. Guys, you've got to roll your sleeves up. You've got to make it happen. And the only way you can do that is you've got to stay on top of it. You've got to make it a big deal. You've got to make it important. And I'll just be honest with you. Guys, most pastors don't have enough time with everything else. They need your help. We need your help, guys. We need somebody, once again, to come alongside and to make these things happen. You know, in the past, on numerous occasions, somebody come to me. I said, great, man, let's do it. And I tried myself to say, hey, how's it going? How can I help you? Oh, we're good, we're good. But the longevity thing, no, it happened two or three times, and it was good. But then it became long-term, and then it became work. It's exciting the first few times. Man, look how many guys showed up. So what do we do to maintain that? Guys, you covered that thing in prayer. And I don't want to say, oh, yeah, I pray. That's good. Give me something else. Guys, how important is prayer? Does God hear and answer our prayers? Sure he does. has to start laying on people's heart to hear about something, okay? Hey, I forgot what time we're supposed to be done. I thought it was at 10, 15, 11, 15, uh, or eleven thirty. 30. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're here, and we're going to close right now. So here we go. Hey, guys, any, any thoughts before we close real quick? I, I hope that if you guys get one idea, one little spark this whole thing was worth it to me. Yes. What's your thoughts on UFC? Say it again. UFC, like you know, getting together, like you know, having a having a party, with, you know, with the guys, everybody getting together, watching UFC, like. That's what, like. what you mean, like? Ultimate fighting. I'm, what's that? Ultimate fighting, it's like it plays boxing. Yeah. Well, these guys are watching the wrestling guys, whatever that is. I got the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. This was the. The Undertaker, back you know the guys is so fake. It's 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 sad uh, if I understood correctly. But but whatever it is, whatever which one they some of these guys enjoy the other the the stuff is going to kill somebody one of these days. It has to, you know. And uh, but if that's what they like, hey, plan an evening when you know how some of them put on a big deal. You got to actually pay for it. Oh. You get a hold of the guys that love that stuff, they're going to show up if they don't have to pay for it. They're going to show up, especially if you bring them food. And they're going to watch this thing together. And uh, tools, guys. All the activities are is tools. It's the bait to get them here so they can hear something about Jesus Christ. And, and once again, guys, go easy. Let me ask you this. What happens if only two guys show up? Well, let me ask you this. If ten guys showed up, would those two guys be part of the ten? Yes. So they're just as important as if you had 10 guys. I mean, isn't it? So don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. You may start out with one or two guys. Maybe one guy shows up. Hey, mentor him. If he showed up, there's your start, man. Love this guy. Encourage this guy. And, and you watch what happens. What would the speaker say today? When people want to come, when good things happen and you get excited, they're going to tell other people. And it's true. Once again, guys, this isn't rocket science. I hope and pray that maybe, like I said, anything that was said today that could spark out a little bit for you to give you some thoughts. And on that uh, um, page number four, I think it was, uh, there is some resources down there. Ignite the Sleeping Giant, Every Man's Ministry, uh, Ben McBride, Covenant Eyes. This is for guys that struggle with pornography. Uh, Wild at Heart, Act Like a Man, taking Manhood Back. There's a number of resources on there. Just Google it, and it just gives you all kinds of ideas. Amen. All kinds of ideas. Heavenly Father, thank you for this privilege of standing before these men. I just thank you, Lord, with all my heart and believe for your anointing and direction for them. God, touch their heart. You've, you've dropped something in their hearts, so they wouldn't be here. Show them, God. Lead them. Guide them. Bless them. And God, encourage them. And don't let them get discouraged, God. Help them to be creative. Help them to write it down. Put it on the calendar. Put it before the men. Keep it going, God. Keep it going. Everything has a season. And God, we're going to walk through those seasons with you. Bless and anoint in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless, fellas. Thank you for coming.